0: Okay, nice to see everybody. Uh, we are not really, I know it's like a partial year, but there's not really a partial this week.
1: Because
0: yes, this week's Shavuot. That's, that's why I Sorry. I, <laughs> <laughs> so, I still give you a handout. Sorry. But there's no Parsha, but there is a Parsha. There is but, a Parsha, special Parsha. Like Les Shabbos, a special, have there, there you go. So I figure what we'll do is. We will get ready for Shavuos. We'll talk a little bit about last week's Parsha. We'll talk a, lot about, a little bit about this week's, uh, this week's Shavuos. We don't always have an opportunity to prepare for the, for the Yom Tovim the same way. So this is a really nice opportunity to do that. So let's, let's try. Okay, well I want to start by taking a look at actually the beginning of last week's Parsha. Last week's Parsha, which is also the intro to the safer we're in, so it counts. Like Midbar in general, so it's all good. Begins the tower like this. Begins, part Safer by Midbar Sinai. So what Hashem spoke to Moshe in the, in Midbar Sinai? What's Midbar Sinai? In the desert. The desert of Sinai. Why is it called the desert of Sinai? Desert. It's a desert. What's Sinai? That's a great question. Yeah, it's Sinai. It's where the Harsinai is. Yeah. It's the desert surrounding Harsinai. Midbar Sinai. Okay so they're they're talking in midbar Sinai meaning they've already been at Sinai for a while right Where, what year is it? Uh, it's, well, is it when is it the first day of the second month bishana of the second year so we're already in the second year of the desert for the first day it's rosh chodesh er we don't we didn't call them that till these sun years even these these names don't come until bavel actually But, but it's what we would call Rosh Chodesh Iyar, okay? Rosh Chodesh Iyar in the second year after leaving Egypt, okay? And what does he say? He tells him to count every single Jew, the families, etc. And how do you count them? Who are you counting? The men 20 years old and older. Israel. Why the men 20 years old and older? Why are those people counting? Because those are the soldiers. Right? Count them. So we know to their groups, to everyone who needs to be counted to know what group they're going to be in. You and Aaron. And again, why, why are we counting at this stage? The second, the first day of the second month of the second year, what's what are we doing next? What's the plan? I mean, we're going to conquer. What? We're going go to go into the land and conquer it. Well, oh, go, so, go into what land. Right, right, what about the 40 years? It's not supposed to happen yet. Right. There's not supposed to be 40 years in the desert. Right. right, we're yeah. ready to go. All right, this is, we got the Torah. We got we messed up Egel Azav, mm-hmm. we built the Mishkan, Hashem counts us and says, who's he counting? The soldiers. Why, well, the soldiers? Time to go. Time to leave Midbar Sinai and head towards Eretz Yisrael and he counts the soldiers to know what's the army going to look like. That's the goal of the counting. Okay, and how do I know? Rashbam says so. Source number two. Look at the Rashbam. Because it's time to go to Eretz Israel. And it's the 20-year-olds, right? In Eretz Yisrael now, it's not Yisrael, it's 18. Right? In the time of the Torah, it was 20. But that's when you went out, you were drafted to the army. Because on the 20th day, 19 days later after this, of, of this month, the Anan lifts, It's going to come up in a couple of weeks. And they start to travel towards Eretz Yisrael. And that's why Hashem chooses to count them now. They're getting ready to leave Midbar Sinai and head to Eretz Yisroh. It's, it's sort of sad, right? Because we like know the end of the story, like it's not going to happen. But that's the plan. Good? Okay. So the, the, there's a, I, I don't know if it's like a problem, but it's an interesting point if you take a look in source number three and four. Source number three is the Gemara Megillah. The Gemara Megillah, one of the things it does, besides talking, talking about a lot of the halachos of Purim and uh, a lot of explanations of, the, of Megillah's Esther, it also talks about a lot of the halachos that apply to Kriya's Torah. When we read, what we read in shul, when we read it, etc. A lot of that is, is found in in, uh, in Mesachas Megillah. So at one point... So, you have another sheet for Susan? Um, one of the sheets, uh, one of the... Um, things that the Gemara talks about is when we read different sections of the Torah and why we read them. So one of the rules is as follows. Source number three, Tanya, Rabbi Shimon bin Allah'sa Omer, Rabbi Shimon said the following, Ezra atikein lehen le Yisrael, shiukorin kololos shebetoros kohanim, kodem atseres. shim Shemim says that Ezra made a takana, what was the takana? That we should read the kololos, the kololos meaning the tohacha, right, what we read in Bechu Right? So we read Parash always before, in Taurus, which is in Torah's Kohanim in Vayikra. We always read that before Atzeres, before Shavuos. Okay? We do that, but we don't really do that. We do read Bichu Kosai before Shavuos, but we do something else. What else do we read before Shavuos? We take one more week. Right? We read Bichu Kosai, and then we read Bamidbar. How do I know? Because Source number four, Tosus tells us that. Tosus writes, number four, So why do we do that? Why do we read Bamidbar? The, the, the rule to, as we made up was you should always read the Klolos before finish. We want to finish off the kolos, right? We have this rule up. we do the same thing for our We want to get the Klolos out of the way before we uh start anew. Okay? So why do we so, but why do so then why do we read pars by midbar? Right? Kadesh well, we don't want them too close. So we make a space. We read the Kallahos, then we read Bamidbar, and then we have Shavuos. And this is what we always do every come out every single year. We read Bamidbar, and then we read Shavuos. So I'm asking ask like a, an interesting point. Just say by Bamidbar opens, and what are we trying to get to leave? Where are we, Where which area are we leaving from? Midbar Sinai. We're going to read on Shavuos morning about Bnei Israel's arrival somewhere where are they going to arrive to get the Torah? Midbar Sinai. Right? The same thing. Except, it's the wrong order. Right? So we always read Bamidbar. Midbar, Am Yisrael is like, Sia, we're out of here, Midbar Sinai, we're leaving Sinai. And that's the Takana of Chazal. That we always, always, always read by Midbar, as we, the story of leaving Sinai, just before the story of, yeah, and they're about to enter Sinai. It's kind of a funny thing to do. It's sort of bizarre. Right. Why would Chazal set... Can you say it's all like... has nothing to do with that. It's just a pick a space. Okay. But it's kind of a funny thing, right? To have the story of leaving Sinai come always... Sometimes the day before. Right? We read the story of entering Sinai. And why would Chazal do that? Right? Create that strange juxtaposition. Okay. That's question number one. Okay. Fine. So, in order to answer the question, I want to wanna, I wanna you something totally different. And this is where we're going to get into a little bit of a, of a machlokus in the Rishonim. Source number five, tell, there's a, there's a, we have a lot of places, right, where we tell the story of what happened in Har but two main ones. The story happens in Parshish Yisro, where the story actually happens, and then again in Parshish Vashchanan, Moshe Abedin retells the story, and that's why that's, those are the two places in the Torah where you find the Dibros. right? One in Parshish Yisro, and one in Parshish all good, all good, all good. All good, all right. Sorry. All valid. Bam. Oh, good. <laughs> do <good>. So in Farz <laughs> V'Azchanan, Farz V'Azchanan, the Torah says as follows. Source number five. Diber Hashem kol kahachem These things, Hashem told all of you, at the har mito ish from within the fire, he'anon v'harafel, right, from within the fire, and in, in the cloud, all that stuff is going on there. Kol gadol v'lo yasaf. It was a. Want someone translate that? Kol oh, gadol, a big, a or big voice, velo <laughs> yasaf. That's a hard one to translate. Ah, oh, so it could mean cannot stop. Lo yasaf. It was a big voice that, that never stopped. Or didn't gather didn't gather, right? Last sof is to gather in. So we're gonna see there. Ah, so so we're going to see Machlokas in the Rishonim how to explain this this language, okay? So, kol gadol v'lo yasaf. It's not so easy to explain, right? And then Moshe says, and Hashem then wrote them down on two luchos and he gave them to me. Fine. But there's a machlokas, there's a dispute in the Rishonim. How do you understand this phrase? Then Hashem spoke at our Sinai, kol gadol, a big voice, v'lo yasaf. And it didn't something. Take a look at the Rashba, verse number six. Rashpam is verse number six. always our right? We love the Rashman. Right, Always tells us simple, simple, simple p'shah. V'lo yasaf shuv lo nosaf kol gadol kaze ba'olam. Right? What's a simple shot? Yasaf milashon lehosif. Right? To add. Because kol gadol v'lo yasaf means it will not be at, meaning it happened once and it won't ever happen again, which by the way is a pretty reasonable thing to say about this voice of Hashem and Har Sinai—it was a one-time experience. Kol gadol v'lo yasaf. It was an amazing experience, which will never happen again. Right? And that's what the Rashbam says: ki kol yasaf l'shon tosefet. Right? Yasaf l'hosif. To add on, right? Im Avasafu tamu. blahos haaf tispet tzadikim Right? Things are going to be, you know, never going to continue. Fine. So simple Pashad according to Rashbam is Hashem spoke this in a way that was unique and unusual that you'll never hear again. Kogadol yasav. Good. The Ramban says not so fast. Take a look at source number seven. v'lo yasav. means the targum, right? Meaning unglus says, what does it mean? Loyasaf? Velo pasak. It did not oh. stop. It was a big voice that has never stopped. Okay, why? The a human being. Right? A human being can't just speak at once and everything comes out all at once. It's impossible. Right? We speak and then we stop, we speak and then we stop. Right? But the media of Hashem is not like that. Um, that's not the the media of Hashem. Yeah. So. We're super, super, super cool. We <laughs> get it on an app on I know, right? Yeah, yeah I should we, actually. Yeah, we should probably yeah, get right? it. Yeah. We really should. Right? We okay. Yeah. But it's very cool we can do that. Mm-hmm. At least, otherwise, somebody should be standing there knocking. Yeah. We got it for minion Because people are in uh-huh. davening and someone comes late and they can't get in. And so, anyways. Fine. So, Umira Zechari Ain't no give something like that. Lo Hayah He never stopped. Umira we Lo Lohaya Posik. Lo Mosif. Meaning, the language, Lo Saf is... Lo Yasaf means, right, it, it doesn't continue, right? So the language doesn't continue. It mean it's one time, it'll never stop, it'll never continue. But, so, but the, the, the Ramban's explaining, based on the Targum, Lo Yasaf means Hashem will not have to add to it anymore. I mean, it's not like Hashem's gonna keep speaking over and over again. Why? Because he doesn't have to. It's, it's, a bit, it's a little hard to, right? The word still means the same thing. Hashem will speak once and not ever speak again. But the not ever speaking again doesn't mean that you, won't hear, you can't be heard anymore. It means that it just continues. Hashem is, right, Hashem is above time. So Hashem can speak once and it will last forever. Right? So it's a v'lo yasaf. Hashem doesn't have to add on to it because it will just stay there forever. Okay? Right, Loya Posik it didn't stop. and to read the Right, because Hashem's voice, right, is chazak and continues forever. Continues forever. Right. And, the, and that's where he says, and he thinks the real Pshat is it'll never stop. Okay. So now, and Rashi, in source number eight, he just brings both. He brings both, as Rashi will want to do. Both them either Kogodova saf. Or a us off. it's a one time thing and it'll never stop or no, it's a one time thing sorry, one time thing and it'll never happen again or no, it's a one time thing and therefore it just continues forever it's aggression. as a question <laughs> which one is it? What, what, and what is this all about? what's this macholka all about? What, is, what, is, what, is, what does this mean? My, how, do we, how do we understand that? the voice of Hashem that continues forever? I don't hear it right now Is anybody if you, if you go into the Midrash Sinai I don't think you're going to hear it right? So what does that mean? Like what what does that mean? That Hashem's voice is is and, and why? Ha, and was there's a machlokas about it? What does that mean? We don't know. Which one it is this? How does that work? So so I have I have a pshat that I think is a nice pshat. I don't think it's the shot but it's a nice pshat. And I and I didn't I I, I found that I, I had this in my notes from a long time ago, and I don't see that I quoted it from somebody else. So I don't know. Maybe I made it up. I don't I don't. I, be surprised that I made it up, but maybe I made it up. I, don't, I like to tell you who I got it from, but I don't know who I got it from. So I don't know. Maybe I made it up. I don't think I did. But um, but what's interesting is that Shavuos, and this is not in your, in your, in your short sheets. Shavuos, and maybe this is the shot in this in this point. But then we'll we'll put it all together hopefully. Shavuos surrounds it's sur- it's surrounded by two individuals. There are two people associated with it, besides Moshe Benu. There's two individuals who maybe we would talk about related to Shavuos. Who, who are the people? Rus. Rus. Rus and Boaz. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, Rus. Rus is like one of the foundational people. There's no other Megillah, I guess Esther. There's no other Megillah associated with the Yontif, where like the personality of that, right? As much as Rus. Rus is like right after every shir on Shavuos. Every other shir is about, is about Rus, right? Rus is a very dynamic personality. We really like, people really take the Rus. Rus is a very important person in the story of Shavuos. Good. There's another person actually who is similar to Rus but doesn't get as much talked about. But we read a, a Parsha with his name in it on Shavuos. And that is Yisro. Right? And Rus and Yisro are on you, if, you, if you don't think about it usually they're actually very connected to each other. First of all their names have almost all the same letters. Right? The name Rus Resh Vav Taf is Yisro, just without the yod, switched around. It's almost the same word. They're both non Jews who come and connect with the Jewish community in some way, right? They're both have very high positions in the non Jewish world where they come from, right? Yisro is a Kohen Midian, Rus is a princess of Moab, right? Um, and, 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 um, and in a certain sense, they're the same, that they both come close to Judaism, but there's a very, very important distinction that's not exactly the same thing, but the two of them. Right? How, are, how are Rus and Yisro different in their relationship with Judaism? What just just, no, appreciate.: you say? So, so Yisro shows up on his own. He like, arrives in the Jewish community and he, and he like, wants very badly to, to kind of join us in a certain sense. How are you? Don't be sorry. So great to see you. Um, so Rus- Yisrael very badly wants to like join and be a part of the Jewish community, but he wants that very badly. Uh, he wants that very badly. But it, in the end of the day, Moshe says, okay, so come with us. And he's like, nah, that's okay. I'm going to go back to, to Midian. And he goes back. Right? They took Moshe's children back with him, he? They? Well, he brings them back eventually. And Yisrael's a good guy. We, we don't, there's no, I'm no, don't worry. I'm not, like, I'm not here to bash Yisro. But Yisroh shows up, he joins the kind of a Logos whether Yisroh converts or not, but, but it's not, he doesn't have staying power in the Jewish community. He comes, and then he leaves. Rus, sort of like, I wouldn't say accidentally, but she's not like, doesn't start becoming close to Judaism because she really wants to be Jewish. She starts because like, there's a Jewish guy who wants to marry her even though she's not Jewish. And they get married and they live outside of Eretz Israel, and it's not until everyone, when the whole family passes away, all the men, that she sticks with Naomi and then she's like, all in, mamish, right? Once she's in, Risto, she is in. Right? And she, she's not going anywhere, right? And, and, and I, I find it interesting, because like it's, it's almost as if, you know, in a certain sense, like they each have their opportunity to hear the kol gadol. Right? They each get connected to Judaism. Yisro, vayishma Yisro. Yisro hears something about the Jewish people, and that's why he comes. Rus doesn't really hear as much something big, but she's connected. She's like a Kogadol of like her experience with Naomi. And, this, and so but they made two different choices. Right? Yisra walks away, sort of like in the same way that uh, Orpah walks away. Right? She kind of kisses her goodbye, she kisses and she, and she leaves. And Rus says, No, I'm in. And once I'm in, I'm not leaving, I'm not walking away. Even though it's pretty difficult for her. It's not gonna be an easy life for her. Right? So it works out in the end for her with Boaz. Right? But she doesn't have that guarantee when she stay, decides to get in. And it's going to be a very hard life for her. But nevertheless, Rus hears the kol gadol and it's veloyasaf, right? It, it never stops, it stays with her. or yes, hears the Kolgadol, and it's one time. And then he's out of there. Right, and, and, and I wonder a little bit if the Torah is, you know, or, or Chazal are kind of like hinting to us. All right? It's a macholkes, Kogado veloyasaf. Yeah. Why? Who's it depend on? Depends on you. It's on you, right? What is that kol gadol going to mean for us? And maybe, perha- and, and perhaps we read the story that's found within Yisrael and we read the story of Rus, both on Shavuos, and we're asked the question, which one would you like? Right? Do you want that kol gadol to be a v'la it's, it's one time, it's an experience. See it and, 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 and see ya, like Yisrael, right? Or is it going to be a kol gadol a kol gadol that makes me decide to stay, right? And to get involved and to, and to push and be part of that. And, and, and I think it actually this, this idea also comes out in one other place, um, actually in Parshas Yisro. Um, before I tell it to you, I'll, I'll tell you the story. I tell a story that there were once in the base medrash of the Sfas Emes, and the Sfas Emes said, before Yontif, if you have a lot of kavana in the ana of Halel, the word ana, so then you'll have a lot of atzlah Hashem. It'll work out for you. So it became a big machlokis in the base medish. Does he mean, did the Tzfasemes mean, did the Rebbe mean, Ana Hashem Or did he mean, Ana Hashem Hatslichana? Which one should you have Kavana for? And the fighting, which, which one is more important? And the Imri the grandson of said he got it all wrong. He wasn't <laughs> talking about either of those. He was talking about, Ana Hashem, Ki Avdacha. Right? Hashem, I'm going to be your Ebed. Have Kavana on that one, and you'll and you'll and you'll be okay. So the... The, so as Amiso gets to the, gets the Arsinii, so let's go back, now we're back walking into C nine. So you're walking into Arsinii, and what happens? So I cut, look at source number nine. So Hashem, I don't know, maybe a couple years ago, we talked about the parakel test, which is the precursor to the actual story of the Sarasadibros, right? Like what happened before that? So before that story, before they actually get the Sarasadibros, so Hashem has a conversation with, 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 with Moshe, a, a pregame before they're actually going to get the Torah. This is source number nine. So what does Hashem say? The Moshe says something very important. Um, Moshe goes up to Hashem, when Hashem calls out to him, and he says, Ko tomar le beit Yaakov le Say the following to the Beit Yaakov, and the following to Bnei This is where we get, the, this is like the men and the women, Beit Yaakov is the women, Bnei is the men, that's why Beit Yaakov becomes Beit Yaakov, for girls, because again, Beit Yaakov is as, it's for the women, and Bnei the men. And what does the things is supposed to the Bene Israel? Sageid is a very the language, a very strong language, a very strong way to speak. So Rashi there quotes Chazal, And he says, why, why does he say the language the Libine Israel? What does that mean? So he says, Rashi, onshin Shin pay tell the, the man about the, the punishments and the hard stuff. And then he writes, Devarim Hakushin Kigidin. Things that are as strong and like difficult as sinews or ligaments. Gidem, a gid is a, it's a, right? it's a, it's a, it's a ligament in the body. <laughs> so, <coughs> allow me to fresh him, ask, I wanted to choose something that's like really strong. I don't know, cushion ke barzel, you know, iron. Tell me things that are hard like wood. Why are you give me an example of things that are hard like Ligaments. Li- Why is that the example? It's like it's weird. Right. Ah. ah, okay, so we're going to have to see. Oh, good. So we're going to have to see. So, so ligaments are not just strong, they're also flexible. So we're going to see in a second. So I want to show you this sephrei. This is a ifray which you probably have heard it ex- said out loud, said outside before. Maybe you've heard it before, but you may not have ever read it inside. And, and take a look at this sephrei. Sephrei Sronstrammelet. So this is a sephrei in of Vizot Zosabracha that tells the following story. Hashem came to give the Torah to Israel. He did not come only to Am Yisrael. You heard this before, right? We, tell, we sing this story when we we're in elementary school, right? He came to all the umos. own. But this, this that's it's like a song also that kids sing. But this story, it's a Shifrei, it's a magic. First they came to Am And them as a Torah, except the Torah. Amulah. What did they say back? What's in it? You can't kill. <laughs> okay, let's pay attention to the language. This is our fundamental Mida. We murder. It's a pretty terrible thing to say about yourself. What do you mean? That's who we are, right? Esav, right? That's murder. That's who we are. Can't do that. Sorry. Halach eats of an Ammon, so it comes to Ammon. Amr Lahem, make common you want the Torah? Amr Lo, Makasuv. what's in it? It's Amr Lahem, Lo Sinaf. Don't commit adultery. Amr Lo, call Aztv Shalov Lahemvi. What do you mean? That's that? who we are. Shnei Marv Tairana, Shnei Mados Loi Right? How does Ammon created? Ammon is created from Lo and his daughter. Right? It's created from these types of heart. It, you know. uh, Incestuous relationships. Incestuous right. Relationship. So that's who we are. We we come from that. Okay. So, so we don't want it. Halakhatabn Ishmael. Go see Ishmael. You want to tell her Amal Amrullah. What's in it? Amulahem. Lo signal if you can't steal. Amulah. Call I mean, That's who we are. Right because it says about Yishmael, Fuhya pera Adam. He's gonna be a wild person. Fine. So he goes to every single nation, he asks one them. Say, so he every he asks one of them, they all say what's in it. He describes it to them. And they say, "Well, that's that's our nature. That's who we are. We can't possibly change that. We don't." So it's like a thousand pshatim. This is every you know rabbis drasha on Shavuot morning. You know how well, explain this measure? So, so what, what does this mean? So I want sort of very very nice kasha, right? And the Chabad Chaim once asked, "He said, I don't understand.'" The Baal Shalom was asking to want the Torah, so he and, and each one of them they said, "What's in it?" <coughs> Could have said like sukis. Uh, and it, says, uh, and it says, There's a lot of things in the Torah. And he chooses clearly for each ummah. obviously Chazal create this story for us, right? But he chooses for each ummah, each nation, the thing that is the hardest for them. Right? So why does he specifically go after each one of them? He says, Oh, Asaf, you guys love to kill. It says don't kill. So you could say, Oh, because it's a bait and switch. He doesn't really want them to get the Torah. He's just like faking it. Right? But, but there's something going on here that each one he asks them the thing that is the hardest for them, like what's the pshah? So the Chavitz Chaim says that's exactly the point, right? What he's trying to explain to them, right? When the Jews don't say makos, right? when the Jews don't say makosibov, right? the, the Jews say We're not gonna ask. Right? That's that's what this whole story is really about. We never ask makosibov. We never ask. It's okay. We never ask. Uh, no from. We never ask uh, what's in it. We just right. We just ask a anishma. But our, the point is that our allegiance to Torah mitzvot, or going to say, what, what Karsh was trying to explain what Chazal are bringing in, is it's, it's going to be Badafka, right? It's, it's easy to love Judaism when it's kishmak, and it's nice, and it's heartwarming, and it's beautiful, and it's great. Right? I've told you this story before, right? Yaakov Ben-Hil story about the guy, he's on the plane, and he's sitting next to some like evangelical Christian, And he says, like, are you he's like learning? He's like, Oh, are you Jewish? He's like, Yeah, he's like, You have Shabbos, the Sabbath. He's like, like, where the mom lights the candles and all the children are sinned with her, and then they have a beautiful meal and everyone gets along and it's beautiful. He's like, Yeah, we have that. (laughs) You know, like like it's easy when it's amazing, right? It's easy on uh, Yom Yomat's It's easy on, right? And those like moments, right, when it's beautiful, yeah, I'm in, yeah, I'm in. It's great, right? Is, but those are not the moments that determine our commitment to, to, to Judaism. Right? The moments that, can, that determine our commitment to Judaism are the moments that's really hard. It's the phone call, and someone you know, calls me, like, I have the following thing in my family and I have to do this thing, but I, the halacha says I can and like, well, how am I going to navigate that? And like, what's that going to look like? And how do I maintain my values while also keeping shalom by These are like, the, those are the hard moments, right? When a person says I'm going to ask a shayla and figure out what to do in a really hard spot where it's really hard, right? Or a person says I'm going to, not do X or Y or Z that I really want to do because the halacha says no. Right? And like, it, it's in those moments that like, we really, I'm going to I'm gonna share with you a story thats that I'll tell you personally that was a hard moment for me. This happened once to me a while ago. Um, if you have had little children or have little children, so you know that sometimes they get sick and when they get sick if they have a stomach virus they tend to not know when they're going to, I'm not showing you the gory details, but right when they yeah. throw up. Okay? So, that happens sometimes to little kids. happens to adults too, but they usually get to the bathroom in time. So, but for some reason, some people's children, they tend to get sick on Shabbos. Friday night. We don't have to, go on to, we don't have to give a sheer on the whole Shiloh tonight. What happens when a kid grows up on the rug in your living room on Friday night? Okay? We won't get into the whole shila. It's complicated Shiloh, but we're allowed to do and not allowed to do. In terms of cleaning that up, okay? Well, I, that's like so silly. Why am I bringing this example? It's actually really big nisayon. <laughs> it's really hard. How do you do the smell? Blah, 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 fine, but like, it happened to me once, and I spent a long time looking up the shayla, and I felt really sad after I had read the shayla, got my answer about what I did. Some things I could do. i will not get into the whole details, but I'll save you. You don't you want to throw up. So, but like, <laughs> but it, it's silly, but it's not silly. It's expensive, and it's hard. And you're like, in that moment, that's like a real test of your year of Like, this is g- gross and hard. And like, okay, so what are you going to do with it? You'll figure it out. But like, those types of moments, that, that's like a silly moment. But it's not silly. Because that's a moment, it's nine o'clock at night, and like, who's going to know? And I'll just do what I got to do. and Right? And in that moment, when I like, say, I find out what the din is, I do the things that I can't do, and I don't do the things that I can't do, and I'm risking, like, maybe it's ruined. Right? That's like a really hard shayla. Right? And that's a really hard moment for a person. Right? To, 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 and that, it says the Chabetz Chaim, is what that moment is that Qadosh Baruch Hu says to Uman how's that for you? And they're like, Ah, oh, I can't do that. That's too much. I, I can't do that. But I said so. They're like, then we can't do this. And Ami said, we are in. Yeah, but it's going to be really hard. You're going to have these hard moments. The silly ones and the not so silly ones, and they'd be really difficult, and it's gonna be a lot of pain and a lot of challenge. And what are you gonna do? And the answer is, nasev nishma. That's hard, but that's meaning. That's what it means to be committed, right? And so I saw also Re- Reuven Lechter says, this the pshat in the divarm hakashim kegidin. What's sinews? So sinews have two pieces. Two ligaments have two things to them. On the one hand, right. A ligament, not to get more gross, if you're, like, I don't know, no one wants to eat the Gile Nushe, but, like, it doesn't taste very good. Right? Ligaments are bland. They don't have any really taste. You get rid of them when you eat. Right? They have no taste at all. They're tasteless. Right? Um, in fact, halakhically if a, if, a, if, a, if a Gid falls into, like it's from a non kosher animal, falls into a pot, it has no time. It doesn't even, it doesn't even cause a, a cautious problem because it has no time at all. Okay? At the same time, without ligaments and tendons, the entire skeleton the body would never stand. They're not the strongest, right? They're not muscles, but without them, the body, the, the, the skeleton would not be able to maintain itself. It would fall apart, right? So he says, that's the Pshat. Again, Klai are about to experience this moment, right? This, ex- this experience. And Hashem says, I just want to be understa- understand me for a second. This flash in the pan of excitement, right? That's great. It's like fun. That's exciting. That's like, wow but that's going to go away, right? The kol will be lo yasaf. It, it'll still be there, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to fade a little, right? And then what are you going to do? And then how's it, how's it going to play out, right? So he says, he prepares it ahead of time, right? It's not always inspiring, exciting, and positive. Sometimes it's really hard. Sometimes it's a challenge. But in those moments, when you have the times which have no time, which don't taste so good, the times that taste bitter, the times that are, are, are difficult, and you stick with it, you allow the whole thing to stand. You allow the whole thing to, to maintain itself. And it's when you push through and those, again, it shouldn't always be hard. If it's always hard and always bad and always, so then there's something wrong. It shouldn't always be like that. That's not, we don't want it to be always a grind. But a grind happens sometimes and like in 2023, the moment something's a grind and hard, we're out. Right? And that's why it's harder and harder and harder to, to teach this stuff to our kids. Right? Because they're used to, if it's not good, swipe. Just swipe left. It's Swipe right, or whatever you do, I don't know. swipe up, right? Just get rid of it. It's hard, so I'm, it's hard. So I'm, I'm done. I'll sw- the the number of people, the percent, the the, the amount of uh, months people stay in their jobs now has dropped dramatically, right? Because millennials, right, and then generation, what are they called? Z, X, whatever, they are, right? They're like, well, I don't like it. I'm out. I'm out. I'll leave. I'll go to find a different job, right? I'll stay for 12 months, 18 months, 24 months. Stay in a job for 30 years doesn't happen. Nobody does that anymore, right? I'm out. I don't like it, I'm out. And the, and the message, right, of the word, my is no. That's not how it's going to work. And the actual value and meaning and, all, I mean, and the inspiration in the long term comes from sticking you out to the parts that have no time, the parts that are difficult, the parts that are hard. Right? And if Asher White says, that's the pshat in the story of the Tzfas The story of the Tzfas and the Chasidim, when they say, Anashem Hashem, Hoshina, Hashem the Anah is Aleph Nun Aleph which is a plea. Hashem, please do it for me. I'm going to sit here and just take care of it. Take care of it. Which is the language of thank you. It's thanking Hashem for the opportunity to work hard. Thank you, Hashem, for giving me the chance to be a person who's going to invest and in going to see the fruits of that labor. So the so Sasam was saying to the, to the Hasidim is that the whole has got the whole thing mixed up. And it's not, Hashem, take care of it. Of course, being someone's needs Hashem, and we can't do anything, all we can do is David. But a lot of the time, there are things we can do. And An Hashem, an is taking the G-d H-S-P-R-E-C-H for the opportunity to be an Avid. And an Avid means, I do things that I like and I find meaningful, hopefully, and there are also things that are hard. But when I, when, when I stick through in the things that are hard, that's when it really has value. Okay, with all of this, I think, we can explain why we first tell the story of leaving Shavuos before we tell the of leaving Sinai and Bamidba before we tell the story of coming to Sinai. Because as we get ready to come to Sinai, we have to already have in mind what we're going to do, what our minds are going to be when we leave. If we walk in and we know, okay, what am I, what am I here for? What's this about? What is Shavuos about? It's not about listening to seven shiurim till five in the morning. That's nice for some people. You know, some of us do that. That's great. That's not Shavuos is not only about learning. It is about it's exciting. There's a lot of learning. There's a lot of shiurim. There's extra stuff. I think it's amazing. The excitement and the exuberance for learning on shiurim is awesome. Some people can do that and some people like, yeah, don't have the time for that. They're not able to. And whatever it is. Every person figures out their, their thing. But the, what it's really about is figuring out what is my place in that moment of Sinai. And how do I make sure that kol gadol is loyasaf that it doesn't end. Right, that I, I find myself some type of commitment to the world of Torah, whether that's the Torah learning or to other things, something within Avodah Hashem that will stick with me and that I stick with it even through the times that are harder. Because when I make that commitment and I stick with it, then it'll stay and then it'll last and then it'll be meaningful and then it'll be, that'll be what Avodah Hashem is really all about. And then again, in the end of the day, by the way, when you stick to the hard stuff, it leaves you with the overall, that, the greater sense of simcha, Right? not the not the fun and the happy, but the meaning is actually it, it, it increases even more because you feel good about yourself. Because you feel good about yourself, you feel good about it. You feel good about it. It's true of everything, right? Anything that takes time and energy and is hard work is hard, but at the end, if you, if it has meaning to it, and we believe that it does, then it leaves us feeling feeling better, and in the, it, it's loyosav, right? That feeling stays. Right? It's something we walk out of a, a sheer hopefully, if it's a good one, then like, you, you leave with a feeling that like, sticks with you for a little while, right? If you walk out of a, I don't know, a, a, you know, a, I don't know, an amusement park ride, uh, so that's fun for a minute and then it's over, right? All the time we get a like that. So it's fun for a minute and then it's over, right? Every, a good meal, or whatever it is. You feel good and then you feel not so good, right? But, but, a good, but a spiritual experience feels good and it stays. It's not the same type of peak but it stays in a much more meaningful way. Yeah? Well, I would go beyond not just that it feels good, but hopefully. But it's transformative, so that's why it lasts forever. Because you you've, changed. you've changed. You've changed. That's why, you know, like the whole like, and Torah, like his his struggle with the with the Malach, like that's he's he's different now. He's in like, fact, in, your name. in fact, that's the Lushan of Yisrael. What does it mean to be Yisrael? Yes. I struggle. Right. To be Yisrael means to say I fight. I work hard. Even when it's hard, that's 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 what it, it's the fundamental nature of Am Yisrael, I mean, and, 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 it's, and it's the history of Am Yisrael. The history of Am Yisrael is that we stick it out in the hard times, and that's that's the history. That's what we always talk about: we are complainers, and we, uh, you know, we're stubborn, yeah, that, yeah, we're we're stubborn, and that's what works for us. We're Am She O'Ref. and in the end, that's what that's what gives us staying power. That we stick it out even when it's hard. You know, that's a, it's a hard it's a hard lesson to teach kids, it's a hard lesson to transmit. And it's a lesson that's only transmitted if we do it, because uh, if we do it, then hopefully they see, and then maybe, then maybe we hope they they grab it too. But when we model that struggle, and we talk about the struggle, and we and we talk about both the good feelings and the struggle, we hope that, as Hashem, we pass it on to the next generation too. Okay. Have a great day, everybody. Have a wonderful.